Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Well, there's a slight pause before I say good evening, everybody, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. Without New England's very own Van Helsing, who seems to be having a Skype problem, so at the moment you've just got me and our special guest, who is... I'm just watching Skype, hence the pauses. So anyway, we'll we'll press on. Uh, Without New England's very own Van Helsing... Uh, who is somewhere in cyberspace. So we'll press on without him and go straight to our guest, who is a paranormal researcher, also from the UK. And his name is Sean Underwood. And he has set up a a rather interesting uh, paranormal page on Facebook called Paranormal Watchdog UK. Uh, which seems to be a a sort of kind of policing Facebook page, uh, which looks at the claims that are being made by the various paranormal groups, vis-a-vis the evidence that they're producing from their investigations. So good evening, Sean, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International without New England's very own Van Helsing yet. First of all, good evening. Thanks very much for having me on the show, Steve. It's an absolute um, pleasure to have somebody to talk to. <laughs> it is. It's um, technology. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Either works or it either doesn't work. It's never in between. So hopefully he will join us a bit later on then. Huh? Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed because then he can ask you all those really interesting questions that only Ron can put to I am here, you know. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> back. Oh, hello. I'm not back. I've never was. Well, you're not showing up on Skype. I'm not in Skype. I'm on a phone. Oh. Well, good evening, Ron. Uh, New England's very own Van Helsing has finally joined us a few minutes late, but that's probably down to his age. So, Hi, Ron. Uh, are we live? We are. We've been live for about three days now, um, uh-huh. and we, we've we introduced and talked uh, briefly to our guest tonight, Sean Underwood, who's a paranormal researcher from the UK, heads his own paranormal investigation team, but has set up a Facebook group called Paranormal Watchdog UK, which probably um, is what it says on the tin. Now, well, you can question Sean all about it, but it is what it says on the tin, and I'm interested to find out why Sean set it up. So, Ron, do you want to fire away the first question? No, you're good. That's the, that's the first question I wanted to ask anyway, is, is first of all, thanks for coming, Sean. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, why did you set it up? Uh, to be honest with you, Ron, I set it up. It was something I set up a few years ago, and obviously due to health reasons, I closed it down. Um, but I reset it up. It's just... The matter of fact, I'm watching a lot of shows on TV that are claiming this, that are claiming that. And also one of the key subjects that I'm hoping I can talk about is um, a lot of teams and investigators around the world, UK mainly and in the US, that are claiming to be conducting exorcisms. And, you <laughs> okay. know, 
you know, so this is one of the main reasons why I did set it up. It's just basically to look into the claims because, I mean, I've had meetings with the church over the last couple of months and uh, the information that I'm getting back conflicts with what the information is that they're putting on their websites, if you understand what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, it, it, that makes a lot of sense. It really does, Sean. And, and the reason that being is, is I, I don't know, it's it's just... It seems like we're just muddling our way through everything. And, uh, I mean, I just got connected to a group on Facebook now that says, um, Exorcist, the Union, I think it was, the Order of Non-Catholic Exorcists. So mm-hmm. they're, they're preaching, uh, you know, uh, it's almost like uh, you don't have to be Catholic to be an, an exorcist, therefore you, well, know, you don't. Have to, well, mm-hmm. I know that, but you have to take a look at the group before you... Uh... Yeah, I, I can gather that. Okay. But, Sean, I, I mean, another mm-hmm. question that, that uh, you set up this watchdog page, but I... I've, yep. I now, it, in normal circumstances, a watchdog would be... Uh, com- would comprise a, a number of experts in, in the field. Now, I, I know that you've been in the field for a number of years, but what people are going to obviously start saying well who are you to question us so who exactly. are you to question exactly. these people well i'm not I'm, I'm not there to question them i'm just there to question the claims i mean as as we are at the moment we are again just starting off and i've got to admit that but i'm hoping along the future we are going to get these experts in that are experts in certain fields that we can go to them ask them advice whether it's legal or or whatever but we will in, in the near future, be getting experts that will be giving us information on how we can actually go about investigating. But uh, the website is there, but we, like I said, we are not there to police everybody or everything. It's just we are trying more to give the public the right information. That That's it. We're not there to say, hey, you can do this. Hey, you can do that. We're just there, okay, well, you're claiming this. This is another side to your claims. This is what we think the public you know, should know. And rather than getting it from one-sided, we have to try and give it from both sides. There is quite a lot of sources available for the public to access now, given the internet and other resources. Do you honestly think that the public want the information, want to have the other point of view? Or do you think that generally they're quite quite content to uh, go along and believe? Well, I think a lot of them are just quite content to just go on blind faith and, and just pay it. As I have said on the website, I mean, unfortunately, you can't just take people's words for it. You've got that. I think it's just the investigator in me that you have to try and look for things from different avenues and different aspects all the time. And I think the way the public are today, a lot of them are just, you know, oh, yeah, OK, we'll just take his word for it. Rather than doing any real facts and research, just, it's right, you just they just take the word for it. So that's another reason why we did set it up, just to try and advise the public. Now, I've, I've seen on the internet many people, uh, when they're presented with uh, a scientific perspective, a sceptical yep. perspective of a claim, of an experience that they've had, reject it totally in favour of trusting their own experience and trusting their own judgment. Uh, do you think that they will actually take the advice that's, that's available or, or do you think that they'll just march headlong well, into? 
it, it's interesting what you're saying. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got one or two things you can do. I mean, most people will just say, okay, I know what I know best, end of story. But there will be some people that will try and look for other explanations to why things are happening or why people are saying what they're saying. So we hope and we can get it. Even if we can just get a few percentage, we'll be happy, basically. Because, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, people do seem to have a very low view of science at the moment, and often I hear the, well, science can't prove anything, and science can't demonstrate anything. So, you know, science can't, doesn't even know what consciousness is. Let's, let's mm-hmm. just, you know, science is full of uh, so looks mistakes. Nerve, right? so, so let's go with, let's go with our yeah, own judgment on this. Right. Let's ignore science. Science can't now, prove it, so ignore it. Yeah, I mean... Let's not go to the doctor. Let's go to the faith healer when we're, when we're yeah, sick. But the, but the thing is, though, Steve. I mean, what people have to understand is, you know, it, it's not going to be something that I say that is going to have the last word. I mean, people are rejecting science majorly a lot now. I mean, every day you're seeing posts, you know, people arguing and commenting, well, science, this science, that, and. People are claiming to use scientific methods, but really have nothing to do with scientific methods. I mean, at the end of the day, it's only going to be science that has the last say on a lot of these subjects that, with regard to the paranormal. I mean, Joe Bloggs is not going to have the last say. I certainly won't. It will be science that has the last say at the end of the day. Well, I can't disagree with that. But, Ron, what do, you, do you have an opinion on it? On which particular thing? I mean, it's... it's... On people's approaches to science and the way that uh, they they are moving away from science and disregarding scientific discovery or, or sidelining scientific discovery in, in, in favour of a faith-based approach. Well, they're looking for their own evidence of what they believe in. So they will use that evidence wherever they can get it from. So if they can get it from, uh, you know, spirituality, they'll get it from spirituality. If they can get it from science, they'll get it from science. Uh, So it's really, that's what it really comes down to. And and Mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to, to, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, a little bit, uh, not sure what the website is. So, uh, are you going after particular groups? Or are you going after uh, particular posts? Or I, I'm not sure what you're you're trying to uh, uh, obtain, uh, Sean. And, and I don't mean that in any disrespect, disrespectful no, way. No, no. I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it, it's not particular people or particular groups as such. It's posts. I mean, if somebody puts a post on Facebook, then obviously it's in a public domain. So most yep. people will ask questions. So if you're going to claim something, then obviously, you know, we want to know how you've come to, you know, the findings that you have and how you are claiming what you're claiming. And obviously then, to be honest with you, Ron, I mean, I was in, we looked into somebody's claims. I can't mention any names, but we looked into some, like somebody's claims recently um, about them doing certain exorcisms. And mm-hmm. we actually went, I, like I said, we actually went to the church and we actually had long, lengthy meetings with the church about how we can stop people claiming that they're going into people's houses and homes and helping these people because you and I and Steve all know that it's not easy for somebody to just walk into a house and proclaim that they're going to do an exorcism. There's more to it. There's all the research. There's the doctors involved. There's 
social, like if it's involving kids, then there's social services involved. But people are claiming that they're going in and doing these exorcisms. I think sometimes, I think they're getting actually mixed up between like a house clearance, maybe, but it's not an exorcism. And to be honest, it, it, it's kind of offensive for me because it, 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 nobody's question, nobody's like, asking them like nobody's questioning them and they're just getting away with it time and time again mm -hmm. so obviously yes we are going basically in the future maybe we will go after certain individuals but it's now it's it's what people are posting on the internet that gets our attention okay i mean i i, I definitely but do we have any go ahead steve i'm sorry I was going to say, but do we have any right if somebody uh, has given the option f uh, to accept the offer of an exorcism um, or a clearance by an individual or a group and they choose that option, do we, uh, have, as ghost investigators, have any right to intervene and say, hang on a minute, these people aren't good for you? Because there are there are very well-known you know, cases where... Uh, and, and carried out a, a using national means, perhaps sprinkling salt around, perhaps uh, using a, a agent sense or uh, practice, mm -hmm. and and have gained you know resolution for the people. Have given them a degree of calm, it's a power degree of understanding, mm -hmm. a degree of control yep. in the case. It's and mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And if we come along and go, but that's all rubbish, aren't we in some way interfering with a process that may be healing for that for the for the individuals? Yeah, I can understand that. Are we not breaking it, 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 Are we not breaking the ethical it, rules ourselves? It, that, that's what it boils down to. You've hit the nail right on the head. It's the ethics. It's it's them coming back and publicising all the information on the website. And to me, it, it's never been about you know helping the individual find peace or you know putting everything else in order. It's it's them coming back and posting it and just trying to get media attention from this. And you know, oh, some yeah. people have said, well, you must be just jealous. We're not jealous. It's just the fact is, it boils down to the ethics. Fine, if you're going to do this, then keep it to yourself. Don't put all the um, the statements and the name of the individual on 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 the website for everybody to see, so everybody knows that they have had this problem. That is what we're looking into. It's the whole ethics part of it. I, I agree, but to me, if I was to you know pick someone to go uh, go, well, I don't want to say go after, but. To find who's mm -hmm. in the wrong, I think it's more the person who says that your house, house is overrun by demons that is in the wrong than exactly. the person trying to clear it, yeah. uh, to me, anyways. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, often as mostly as... Sorry, it's the same person, on. though. I was just going to say, oftentimes, yeah, exactly. that's the same person. Well, mm -hmm. then that's the case, then, it, you know, it's certainly, to me, that would be more of a... Yeah, because those to me are the ones that are responsible. That that's going to put the whole idea of that person that their their house is you know overrun by demons, and you know there's a demon in every corner, and is uh, you know yep. and they're in danger. Those are those are the real. And I don't know where all these demons yep. came from. It seems like it's just the 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 world's overrun with them. Maybe it's Armageddon. But, I don't know, but uh, no. it, it's so strange right now. 
I agree with you. I agree with you, Ron. But at the end of the day, it's coming from TV. Uh, certain paranormal shows that are coming from America that are coming into the UK and people are watching these. And then all of a sudden, it's not about ghost hunting anymore. Everybody's house has a demon or an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it boils down to the investigator. How are they coming to the claim? Like, you know, how are they finding this as fact? Basically, what I'm trying to say is if I was to come to your house and I said, no, you don't have a ghost, a normal run-of-the-mill spirit, you have a demon. Um, well, how 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 do I know that? How can right. I justify that to you? So well, realistically, well, Sean, you, you're causing more harm. Sean, if if you wait long enough, I, I I know that we came up with the ghost meter. I'm sure we're going to have a demon meter pretty shortly, um, so that we'll be able to just click yeah. on this little thing, and a red light will go on and let us know one way or the other. Well, yeah, I, don't sp- I don't want to spoil your preemptive strike there, Ron, but it already exists. Uh, really? I've, I've, seen, that- I've seen plans within the last few months of a can meter. I a, can I get a hold of one of these, Steve? No way. Uh, it's only a prototype at the moment. Uh, it's by an American. It's not a it's by an American, meter, is it? It's, uh, no, it's by an American <laughs> uh, company. And they market it with a. It has a different array of lights for detecting oh. the presence of evil and bad intent. Oh my no! And I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to. I refuse on air to mention the name of the company that's trying to promote this device. But uh, it's already. It's already out there, or it will be soon. Um, probably marketed at one of the conventions uh, around Halloween time. I'm guessing to hit the market right. Mm-hmm. So, so, Sean, do you think, I mean, we go back to the TV shows, and, and originally, you mm-hmm. know, they, I, I thought they were kind of a good idea, because they helped a lot of people, because people wouldn't talk about ghosts at all until all these shows come out. But un- yes. unfortunately, you, you see how they've escalated, uh, you know, when, the, for instance, the Ghost Hunters came out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, not every place they went to was haunted. They were, in fact, a majority of them, they would say, weren't haunted. And then soon it became just about everyone was haunted, and then uh, the rules were bent for this and that. And then, you know, yep. people were saying, okay, well, haunting's okay, but we need a little bit more excitement, so let's have some demons running around as well. And and that's yeah. how it keeps escalating and escalating. I mean, you know, you know, sooner or later it'll be just Satan in every house, you know. Well, that's it. I mean, I don't have the answer for that, and I, I wouldn't profess to, you know, patronise your listeners by giving you an answer. But uh, again, paranormal TV has uh, has a lot to answer for because, I mean, twelve years ago, it was rarely unheard of. Yes, certain shows in the UK hit the airwaves then, and it went from, like you say, ghosts doing this, ghosts allegedly doing that. Then it's gone from being so supreme to to getting more violent as the years done to the stones throwing. I mean, I've done this for like. What, since 1994 and I've never once had a stone thrown at me in all that time but shows are having this left right and centre and again it's, it's what people are believing it's people's perception and I, you and I we all know that nobody's really going to make a show of how you know how paranormal investigation should be because nobody's going to watch it because, I mean 99% wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that's perfectly true yes Parascience has made two uh, well, it's made lots of documentaries describe mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. demonstrate how. So there are documentaries, but as I think one of the things that, that's important to bring up is the fact that, yeah, we've made lots of documentaries, but people only remember me for half a dozen episodes of Most Haunted. 
because mm-hmm, nobody, mm-hmm. you know, the documentaries come and go. And and I'll be yeah. honest, in recent months, in recent years, many of the supposed documentary channels have been running programs or sensational in the in the way that they've approached the subject mm-hmm. uh, and not truly documentary at all. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. I, I, I don't know, I can, I can never grasp it. I mean, like I say, I, I don't think any paranormal show is, is ever, ever going to be how it really is. And, and, and sadly, it, it, it's, it's only going to get worse. Because like Ron said, it's, you know, before long, we're all going to be overrun with demons and everything evil. And, you know, and those, the, the viewing public at home that watch these programs, that believe everything on these programs are real, even though the, it states now for entertainment purposes only you know everything is fact and you can't argue with them you really really can't argue with them well we've got uh, an opportunity to put that to the test later in the or in the uh the year because back in august of this year returning to british television uh, is oh. your favorite <laughs> show and my favorite show in fact everybody's favorite show they're hoping uh, Most Haunted yes. makes a return to uh, mainstream television. Um, starting the search for in, gullible in, audiences. <laughs> <laughs> starting in, I think, August. So uh, it'll be it, in one way. Um, ah, that's not Sorry. not for me to comment on. I have no idea. But one thing, actually, it, it is quite nice because um, not not to welcome it back to our screens, but mm-hmm. it. It, it is a British program as opposed to the fact that, you know, for the last four or five years since it ended, all British uh, ghost hunting programs have, have, have really been buy-ins from America. So the, mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. that British ghost hunting has gone in the last four or five years has been very much influenced by American methodology. We've had, a, yeah. a, you know, a great emphasis placed on because people learn from the learn by watching and by watching these television programs there has been a definite sea change in normal field investigation towards an American uh, methodology uh, yeah maybe it will encourage some British TV makers to showcase the British techniques which for instance mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I, I just thought if it's going to come back I mean I just hope they try and keep it as real as it possibly can and it, it doesn't get out of control because oh, I no, have a no, feeling nobody dreams like Yvette do they no definitely not and <laughs> you know I don't like I say with shows like this around I mean you know what can you do yeah I think you're fighting well, a losing okay. battles well, what, what would you do as an option Sean I mean you know you've you've been critical uh, of mm-hmm. shows like Most Haunted of Ghost Hunters yeah. Ghost Adventures the others it's the option because you've got and the audiences want to be entertained and the program yeah. makers want the audience to sell advertising so what is the option you've, you say that the current genre of paranormal television isn't working um for you and is disingenuous mm-hmm. to the subject so what are the options what would you if you if you had the budget if you had the 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 you know the production company what would you do differently um i would keep it real i really would there's no other way i can say it i would keep it real i mean yes as we've said you've got to bear in mind you've already said that nobody yeah. that par- real paranormal investigation is boring 
Well, yeah, but like I say, but then what would you do? You would are you going to fake everything just because of what you call it? Me personally, I would rather not have the shows if the shows aren't going to be as real as they can be. I mean, again, it's stay away from all this demon stuff. Stay away from you know faking stuff. If I I wouldn't know what the answer was because if the answer was going to be there, I would be a very rich man, wouldn't I, to get the answer? Well, you know, I well we all would be very rich men, um, but I often you know. I'm, I'm, I'm just remember that if you, if you criticize someone. I think one thing, Steve, sorry. I think one thing is an alternative is to make the paranormal investigators look not so foolish. You know, I mean, there was one show, Man versus Weird. Um, you know, <laughs> to me, this, this guy's a comedian. He's a bad comedian at that anyway. But, you know, he came on and he was just portraying people as just idiots, you know. And I think that is wrong. So you've got to look at it from a, a point of view of, you know, tr- stop making people look stupid and, you know, and again, just keep it normal. Keep everything as you would conduct it in. Keep it scientific. Keep the facts. Keep to the facts. Get it full of history and, and stuff like that. The only one show I've ever watched that I've ever liked was on the Yesterday channel, which was Great British Ghosts, because it had the history behind this. Yes, then they showed you certain pictures or certain video evidence that people had claimed to have got on alleged haunted locations, but it was the it was the whole history part of it. So, yeah, I, if I was to make one, I would have a lot of history in it. I would keep it facts. I would keep it more information for the public on how they can like you know if they have a problem of people that they can contact people that they can get in touch with and keep it that way then you know cameras pointing just at my face looking at me and how i'm reacting is what most shows are now in this day and age people want to see what's happening on the paranormal event or investigation and not how my face looks when something allegedly gets thrown across the floor in terms of the, the, the viewing figures, though, the program makers can't be doing a bad job, can they? So they're obviously satisfying the majority of their audience. No, I understand that. I understand that because, I mean, at the end of the day, if they weren't doing something right, then obviously they would have been stopped many, many years ago. And again, it's, it's only recently, the last couple of years, they've actually put it for entertainment purposes before they never did this. So people actually believed everything that they were seeing. Now, I think audience aren't so gullible as the word I used before. And now they don't take everything as fact and on face value. They're, they're questioning everything. And I think that's what the show should do. It should have where some, some part of the show where obviously the public can then go in and maybe ask questions and then get told the answers. Like a, a paranormal debate show would be a lot better than what we're actually seeing now on the telly. Well, I mean, they, those formats have been tried. And um, I remember one or two I British... I have seen them, Steve. Uh, back in the uh, 80s and 90s, there were several late-night discussion, um, studio-based yeah. discussion programs on the paranormal that featured mm-hmm. leading investigators at mm-hmm. that time. But yeah. I mean, I would take exception with probably one thing that you said there, and that's the idea that people aren't uh, gullible and people aren't necessarily believing i think that probably holds true to a minority but if you've mm-hmm. only got to scroll through through any of the social media and see the vast influence that the television programs and the methods that they portray and indeed the mm-hmm. the stars of the show are, are cult figures and are 
venerated and worshipped by the fans and followers of the show. Well, we're going to have to hold that thought because we have to take a break right now. Uh, You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the Wall Street Journal's gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons, New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and our special guest is Sean Underwood, I hope I said that right, Uh, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Channel, TuneIn, whatever. And we'll be right back after the uh, following messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world.
Anyways, uh, I guess we've lost Steve, but uh, welcome to Ghost Chronicles International 2nd uh, Edition. Uh, is Sean, are you still there? I'm still here, Ron. I'm still here. Oh, thank God. Someone's there. I hate listening to today. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, again, it's the communication, isn't it? It's technology. Gone, you just love it. Yeah, yeah, I apologize for that. Uh, Steve dropped off, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Sean, I mean, you talked about a little bit as you as an investigator, how, you know, how did you get involved in the paranormal, I guess, to start with? And, and, and what have you done uh, investigating? Uh, you know, what, what, you know, yeah, it, tell us a little and, bit. As far as investigations are concerned and my own personal, uh, you know, my own personal sightings, basically. No, as a child, um, my mom, I think, was the one that actually got me involved with the paranormal because she used to do a bit herself um, when she was younger. And all the way through her, you know, her adult life and my childhood life, um, my mom used to always tell us that how, my, my grandfather, who obviously died before I was born, um, was always here. And it always fascinated me of, you know, why she would sense this, why she would feel this and why she would tell us. So I've kind of, um, I've been brought up on the whole subject of paranormal, uh, you know, books, films, and it's just a subject I've come to love and be passionate about, Ron. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, um, I mean, go on. Go ahead. No, i got to finish. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's fine. I finished. I've just lost you there for a second. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned that you did investigate. So, I mean, how do you, did you, you know, so you, you had this interest in it. So how did that convert into actually investigating it? I mean, is it that, was it TV shows that did it to you? Was it a uh, author or, or any in particular, or is it just your, your own curiosity? It was more or less my own curiosity. I just basically, you know, I got to obviously my, my late teen years, you know, 18, 19, and mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, I want to look more into this. So, I, you know, I started reading more. So it wasn't really TVs and films and such then. It was more books. And the more and more I read, the more and more I just wanted to go out and experience this for myself. And that's exactly what I did, though. I just got out. I just got... um a 35 mil camera I remember the days and I just went out and hoped at the time I could just catch something around what we thought at the time was a haunted location and it's just stemmed from there basically you know what you you mentioned this 35 millimeter camera and I, and I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting to me I think that's a, a great piece of equipment I remember when I first started involved uh, we used to use infrared film and everything and I'm wondering if the technology has actually, uh, if we hadn't had this technology, would there be so many people involved in it? Because anybody can just grab a digital camera out there and, and go out and shoot and get orbs, or, or they can, uh, you know, get some light anomalies. It's very simple. It's very inexpensive. You don't have to buy a lot of film. You know, you, you don't put the money in. Even recording, we used to use the real to real recorders, the the yeah, uh, thing. The and you, you you always had to use the uh, a new one because you were afraid of uh, picking up uh, something from the other side of the tape or anything. So, I mean, I wonder if technology has actually uh, hurt us in a way that we have so many people that are really serious about investigating because uh, if they were to invest in film, invest in tapes and stuff like that, would they really Mm -hmm, do it? mm -hmm. 
I don't think they would. I mean, everything's easy these days. I mean, everything's digital. Now you have the digital recorders where you can just instantly record or delete whatever files that you have. And it's the same with pictures. I mean, when I went out, I was when I first started using my 35mm camera, I was very, very careful not to just take pictures, you know, just willy-nilly, basically. You know, I think now, if you, if, like you say, if you are using uh, a non-digital camera, a 35mm camera, I think you've got to be a bit more choosy of where you're actually taking the pictures rather than just taking off pictures for the sake of hoping and catching something, basically. Can I, can I just interrupt and ask about well, technology? There you go. Hello. See, it works. Thank you, Karina. I thought I heard you breathe, Steve. <laughs> I don't breathe. <laughs> I don't doubt it. No, I'm starting to think so as well. <laughs> so go on, Steve. No, I'm just playing catch up. You guys talk while I think you, you said you had to interrupt and you interrupted our conversation. You wanted to add something. Be, in I, I, no, I had to interrupt because could we. Although I've been connected several times and could hear you, nobody could hear me, and we needed to find out whether you could hear me. That's why I had to interrupt. Oh, so I could hear you. I could. Go on, sorry, Ron. So, so he, he interrupted for no good reason, as usual. Um, I so, could hear him because I heard him breathe, but I didn't want to say like I didn't want to say hi, Steve. Is that was you? I didn't want to, you know, stop the conversation. <laughs> Anyway, conversation so, with ghosts, telephone Steve, call from it, the it's interesting because while you were gone, uh, we had this great conversation. And uh, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Sean was telling me about how he first got involved, and, and he would take a 35-millimeter camera out and, uh, you know, in his investigation. And I was, when he mentioned that, I just thought, wow, back in the days, we used to do that. We, we used film. You know, and it was costly, and especially I used infrared, which was extremely costly if, if compared mm-hmm. to regular. And, and no digital recorders. We had tape recorders, and people had to buy tapes. If we had to do that today, would there be as many people still doing it? Um, I don't think cost is really an issue, and you with don't. regard, with re- well, because people will always fund the hobby, whether it be golf or whether it be soccer or whether it be scuba diving. They will always find the resources. It's interesting that you talk about analog technology, though, because. We still have all of our analog equipment, our film cameras, our tape recorders, mm-hmm. uh, because we still believe very much that we we moved on too quickly. I think technology has maybe run ahead, and there was still a huge number of un- unanswered questions about anomalies that were analog. There were mm-hmm. there were visual anomalies. Most of the best ghost pictures have been captured on film. Most of the mm-hmm. best. Uh, EVP recordings have been captured on tape and to simply discard that medium and that tech that technology um, without gaining the answers just in favor of the McDonald's instant uh, I want it now culture of digital um, is possibly the wrong approach so we've very much stuck with analog technology alongside its digital counterpart I know myself, I still use a lot of digital tape recorders for doing EVPs. Um, I very rarely use digital because obviously, you know, it cuts the, the interference out when using uh, analog. So I know I still use analog digital, like small tapes, mini tapes, for when I do my recordings. Well, and I, say, I, there is an awful lot of unanswered questions as a legacy of the analog era. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, from the reel to reel days, from the film for 35 millimeter days, uh, from the, mm-hmm. from even before that. And we, we didn't have the answers and we're not going to find the answers by discarding the technology and hoping that the, that it will be provided by digital media. Uh, in right. fact, I many, that- in many ways, a recording made digitally is actually less, uh, less useful possibly than an analog recording because it's an interpretive recording. An analog recording mm-hmm. of a sound is a true electrical, electromagnetic representation of the signal, whereas a digital one is is a sample of that signal that's then chopped up and is a representation. And you can actually mm-hmm. select, depending on how much compression and how much tape you want, to, uh, memory you want to save, uh, you can select how much information you actually uh, store. So you can have a poor quality sound, an MP3 file, or you can have a very yeah. high quality sound recording. Oh, sounds, yeah. and, and most people are using you know, very uh, cheap, poor quality uh, handheld recorders to capture these EVPs. So effectively, they're throwing away about 40 or 50% even more of the original, mm-hmm. of the original information. No, I, I mean, me myself, I, I think, as Ron was saying, I think technology is is getting way, way ahead. Um, I mean, moving on from the, the, the EVP, the recording, the analog, I mean, now, I, you know, I wouldn't even know how to work half of this technology, to be honest. I mean, now they've got, what is it, the um, the, the games console, the um, Xbox Connect thing. Yep. They've got this now wired up for finding spirits, actually sh- allegedly actually shows spirit manifestations. And there was none of this back then. So, you know, uh, where will it end? Or when will it end? You know, uh, is 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 the Paranormal Investigate toolbox for ever, ever going to be, you know, with something new? Something comes out this week, something then comes out to replace it next week. So when does it stop? When do you say, OK, I've got enough equipment? Well, the thing yeah. is, it, it, it never will stop. And but the what's interesting is, despite the fact it will never stop, and we get all of this new advanced technology, this technology that can see in the dark, it can see heat, it can see through objects, it can mm-hmm. hear at great distances. Where is the evidence? Because I maintain that the very best ghost photographs and the very best audio mm-hmm. recordings are still the original ones from the analog era this modern technology for all all its advantages has offered us no greater understanding Mm -hmm. of the paranormal of the witnesses experiences we we are no further on in the understanding of what is the nature of a ghost um so you know do we need this technology it should be really is it helping yeah, is it should we go back to? Should we really go back to the techniques of of our forefather uh, ghost hunters, who just sat there with a notebook and pen and documented their experiences? Because let's be honest, that's what it's all about. I mean, then you can ask the question for everybody. You know, is you know, is the amount of equipment does it really make a difference? Okay, if you stick to how it was done in like old school. So then, realistically, it's not the equipment that makes the investigator. It's the investigator then that, you know, I've, I, I I think you can have too much equipment. And to be honest with you, the equipment might be good for this or good for that. But at the end of the day, I think it, it boils down to the actual investigator. There's no better tool than, the you know, the human body for for 
for hunting ghosts or any paranormal investigations. Well, <laughs> human and we are fallible, but I would, I would mm -hmm. uh, agree with much of what you've said, because if you've only got to scroll, as I said before, through, through social media or websites, and you see groups wearing their uniforms, standing in front of their mountains of equipment, and they, mm -hmm. they, they have their flight cases almost as badges of honour. They've yeah. got more equipment than you. My, you know, my flight case is bigger than your flight case, and I'm a better <laughs> ghost hunter than you. That's that's clearly yeah. utterly nonsense. It doesn't mm -hmm, matter how mm -hmm. many K2s and Mel's and K3s and digital offices and all manner of. Other well, I think we lost Steve again. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it uh, went funny. No, no, I'm still here. Oh. No, he faded, I'm very but he's coming back like the old man he is. He's coming back. He's creeping back. I, I, I maintain it's down to good practice, good methodology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most importantly, if you're going to measure anything, measure it properly and know how to interpret the results of those measurements. Yeah. I mean, do you not... Sorry, so that's, do you not that's think... That's engineering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, do you not think, though, if people were to revert back to using 35mm cameras, I mean, yes, there is some really good digital cameras out there, and obviously the higher the megapixel, it would cut the, you know, the outside pollution, such as these so-called dogs. So if, I mean, I know when I use my 35mm camera, I never, ever got these light anomalies or these so-called paranormal orbs on any of my pictures, but now you can go out with a, di a digital camera, stand at the end of your field, click away, and your pictures are full of them. Yeah, when, when those, I can <clears throat> we can create them to order, can't we, Ron? Yes, we can. But uh, when that first, oh. when the digital, uh, the orb phenomena first came out, uh, that's one thing I always thought of is, is we actually had a question at that time was basically were orbs always there is, and we had just d devised the technology to see them or was the orbs a uh, defect in the technology we created? And the simple answer is, I guess orbs we kind of know the answer. Yeah, orbs were always there. We just uh, we perfected the technology to make it small enough so that you had the flash bounce back straight down the the lens axis, mm -hmm. which you don't get with the larger thirty five millimeter camera because it's physically larger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know it's interesting. But anyways, uh, going back to your site. Um, if, if people wanted to check it out, uh, could they? Uh, is, is it open to the public? Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it should be open to the public. I mean, I've adjusted the sentence today because I think um, some people were having problems commenting. So I think it is open to the public, yes. So by all means, drop along, come and have a look and have your say and, and leave us a post. We'd be happy to hear from you. Do you want to give that me. out, Sean? Sean, give out the uh, Yeah, it's um, www.facebook.com forward slash Paranormal Watchdog UK. Okay. There so, is also an Ameri a similar American um, Facebook page, isn't there, Ron? I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, there's so many Facebook pages. You know, I get like 10,000 requests to like every one of them. Well, speaking because, about liking, you can well, like our so page, popular. by the way, Ghost Chronicles International. Even if you don't like us, you can pretend you like us. There you go. 
I think I don't think yeah, we've but, ever pushed that page. <laughs> well, if if they click like on that page, then they can they can come on and tell us they don't like us. But they can't post they don't like us until they've liked us. How well, bizarre is that? They, they can pretend they liked us and then post not they like us. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's why we got like six people on the page. I don't know. <laughs> we never press it. But anyway, uh, so Sean, have you? We see a lot of negative or positive uh, reviews about this project of yours. To be honest, it's been mixed. I would say to be on, we've had more positive, but we have had um, a few comments. Um, non-constructive, obviously. Um, we always say if you're going to con- like you know comment, please keep it constructive. Please tell us how we could you know maybe make things work better, how we could do it. Give us tips, give us some advice, but don't come on and say, I'm sorry, you're posting about our video because you're jealous, because that doesn't, it doesn't solve anything. So realistically, you know, we had some, some bad feedback, to be honest. That's okay. I mean, that's the best way to be is honest. That's what it's all about, right? That's it. We're objective. I mean, the comments will stay up there. The bad comments will stay up there. As long as the constructive, if it's not just basically, uh, you know, to rip to rip us apart, basically, then we, we don't have a problem with that. Your comments will stay. Isn't that kind of a compliment, though, that you are irritating people and getting under the skin? Well, yeah, that's that's the way I would look at it, and that's the way <laughs> a few people have come back and said. So, yeah, you're actually doing something right if it hurts somebody. So, you know, but like I say, we're not out there to specifically hurt anyone. We don't want to hurt anyone, you know. We just want to give an objective side of what they're saying so you know it's more of information more than anything else is there a plan to back it up with the website at any any future date or does yeah, one exist yeah. already? no 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 um i have countless websites to be honest with yeah but um yeah we like i say we we over the next future we're looking for more people to come on board people that you know more, know more about certain subjects and Obviously, we'll cover a, a wider range, but at the moment, it's it's still in its early days, to be honest. So we're working on it. We're working on it. Okay. The um, uh, oh god, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Skype had cut out. There we go. <laughs> no, I, I'm on phone. That's even worse. Oh, don't get old. I tell you. So anyways, you know, it's an interesting thing, and we, we talked about this old school technology and stuff, and, and we're doing, Steve's coming over here in September, and we're doing an event, and we actually found some old plans for some old uh, ghost hunting uh, pieces of equipment back from the turn of the century. So uh, we're, we're trying to construct them, and I'm interested to see if there, you know, if there will be any results with them versus, and uh, what will the, the, the results be versus, for instance, the modern digital technology we have now. Mm. Steve, don't you think that would be kind of cool? I, I think that's, that's it's, a, it's a really cool idea because um, we need to not forget the lessons of our forerunner ghost investigators because they were making advances. Um, some of the claims that were that, that are documented, some elements that were documented and the results uh, 
that were documented are really quite extraordinary and are not being seen by by modern investigators and that could be down to the techniques that could be down to the people that could be down to the equipment and i think recreation recreating these items of equipment and trying to at least understand what they were and what they were doing is is a very important keystone in in progressing psychical research but do you not think a lot of people are just going to say well that was then this is now you know that's and true. That's, exactly that, right. that, that's going to be that's going to that's be their exactly argument what you know say that's exactly what they're going to say, but it's a it's 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 a sham argument because you can't say that modern modern scientists are really any cleverer than their forefathers. Uh, that the, you know Oliver Lodge, the physicist and uh, psychical researcher, was still one of the world's leading physicists, and had he been alive today, he still would have been. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the pieces of equipment that they were using some of it was fairly standard off the shelf um, lab equipment thermometers and such but they did um, go to some 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 trouble to develop pieces of equipment like the telekinetoscope which was mm-hmm. a, really quite a fantastic way of trying to determine whether a medium could uh, or a spirit operating with a medium could in fact uh, directly influence a physical object, and there were there were safeguards built into the machine. Um, the switch that had to be pressed in order for the bulb to light was first of all enclosed under a, gl- a glass dome, but very particularly mm-hmm. uh, directly above the switch was a soap bubble. Now, the idea being that not only did the glass dome itself have to be penetrated. Uh, which was sealed, but also the soap bubble had to be penetrated in order for the bulb to be lit. It's actually a really clever experiment and a really good test of psychokinesis and or spirit manifestation. Right. Well, actually, it is, um, sorry. Go ahead. Go on, Ron, sorry. No, I'll, I'll continue. You're the guest. No, 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 it's fine. Go on. No, it's fine. Go on, carry on. I, I, one of the interesting things is, is that, um, you know, Harry Houdini, when exposing a lot of these mediums, actually developed a, a test as well. In fact, we're going to have that as first course as well. It's called the Bell Box. And it's very similar to what you were talking about, Steve, but uh, not as transparent, if you pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm aware uh, of the Bell Box. I mean, are these the experiments that you're actually going to be carrying out, or is it something that maybe you and Steve have actually come up with yourselves? I mean, are you actually going to get willing participants that are actually going to come in and, you know, sit there while these tests take place? Uh, I'm sorry, I I quite didn't follow that. (laughs) No, no, what I'm saying is um, the tests that you said you and Steve were going to conduct, yes, I mean, are these similar sort of tests that you'll yeah, be conducting? But obviously, sorry, go on. Yeah, just they are similar to to what the original investigators were doing, like Harry Houdini and and Harry Price. Okay, thank you. Why it is is that uh, are we doing it wrong? No, 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 no. It's not what I was saying. I was just I was just asking who, like, you know, have you got anybody like? mediums and stuff that are coming in to oh, take yeah, part definitely. in the experiments. Uh, yeah, in fact, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the whole purpose of this particular event in itself, oh my God, it's the end of the time, uh, is that we're going to back and, and look at what they did in the day with the rise of spiritualism. Uh, we're bringing in a Scottish uh, spiritualist uh, medium by the name of uh, Stephen Scott, who will be coming in, uh, mm-hmm. plus there'll be some American ones there as well. So we're going to be looking at all the old methods of uh, the spiritualist movement, plus uh, the early uh, methods of uh, ghost hunters, and uh, see how they often work together, and sometimes how they conflicted, but they were all searching for the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. So, Sean, you're right, not going to... Uh, I was going to say, as we're coming towards the end, do we want to, uh, Sean, do you want to give out the details of your page one more time for people who have tuned in late and may have missed it, given out earlier? Yeah, please, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's www.facebook.com forward slash paranormal watchdog UK. Excellent. Sean, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you were certainly an interesting guest. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. Um, I, I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, basically a hate manga site, but it seems like it does have some uh, value to it. So that that's I'm going to be following it myself to uh, see what's on there every so often. So uh, we wish no, you the best of luck much. with it. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, and thanks for having us on. Appreciate yeah. it. No, thank thank you, Sean, and uh, no doubt we'll we'll talk in the very near future. Hope so. Thanks very much. So, Steve, that pretty much wraps it up. We've got about like 30 seconds left. And, uh, yeah, I'd just like to th- thank Skype um, tonight for, for being so supportive. <laughs> uh, and, and, and uh, you know, by the way, I got a lot of good response from that uh, show we did at the uh, Castle last week, and uh, I want to thank you for that. Uh, you did a great job, and Jack, Jackie was uh, awesome as well. So, well, uh, it's early days, but we're working on something else uh, for another outside another outside broadcast uh, in the coming. You just months. want to go to Ireland, that's all. It's not Ireland. Not next time. Ah, oh well. Okay, so uh, until next time, uh, next week, uh, tune in again on every Tuesday at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, from Steve Brass and myself. It's time to say good night and God bless. Good night, God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Homeschooling? Hey.